Hello and welcome to this new life program coming to you from Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today, Brother Steve Rundu will be talking about Creator's author and steward during the Bible segment. Before that, we'll be having Savim Teshi talk about Athletes' Foot. We also have great tunes that will be coming your way. Here's Silver Cord Singers with the song Popote na Yesu. Thank you. 
I am glad that you're still keeping me company. Here's today's health segment by Msavio Mteshi. Karibu. listener, welcome to our program Health Nuggets. Today, we will consider a medical condition that is not deadly, rather, it is a condition that is annoying, making our everyday life miserable. We will be discussing athlete's foot. Athlete's foot is a fungus infection that develops in the moist area of our bodies, such as the spaces between the toes of our feet, our scalp, or in our groin. A fungus is an organism similar to yeast, mold or to mushrooms. It can microscopically be found growing on the surface of our skin and when this fungus infects our feet, it is called athlete's foot. When it infects other parts of our body, it is often called ringworm. The fungus that causes athlete's foot uses the superficial, dead layers of our skin for food. When conditions are favorable for growth, it can multiply rapidly and develop extensions that allow it to spread deeper into our skin. The fungus also releases enzymes that destroy our skin cells, allowing even deeper penetration into our body. The infected skin thickens and it begins to flake and scale. The involved skin becomes dry. Blisters develop that tend to peel and crack. The symptoms that we most often associate with athlete's foot infection include intense itching, stinging and burning of the infected areas. We were created with an excellent defense mechanism to fight infections. That mechanism is called our immune system. Fungal penetration into the deeper layers of our skin activates this immune system and our body rapidly begins to generate new skin cells with a fast turnover time, forcing the fungus-infected superficial skin layers to peel off. A different immune pathway interferes with the ability of the fungus to grow and multiply. Our immune system can effectively cure the skin infection caused by a fungus, but special considerations apply to infections involving our toenails. A fungus infection of the nail is essentially out of the reach of our immune system. Because the immune system cannot help to destroy the organism, a toenail infection is difficult to cure. Toenails become thick, crumbly, ragged and discoloured and they may start to pull away from the nail bed. The infection frequently persists for a long time and is often the mechanism by which athlete's foot infections recur. Athlete's foot infections can lead to some serious complications. The infection creates an environment that is favourable for the development of a secondary infection by bacteria and that can cause skin in the involved area to break down completely. One then develops painful ulcers between the toes that are hard to treat. We can also develop an allergy to the fungus and that can cause the development of a rash and blistering hives all over the body, especially on the fingers, hands and toes. If you have developed a mild athlete's foot infection, a number of ointments, lotions, powders and sprays that you can buy without a prescription are effective in killing the fungus. You must wash and dry the infected area and apply a thin layer of the medicine twice a day. Also, you must keep your feet clean and dry at all times. Many home remedies for the treatment of athlete's foot have not been proven to help, but two treatments do seem to be effective.
The first treatment is soaking or spraying your feet with a solution you can create using one part vinegar and four parts water. Apply the solution to your feet twice a day. The second treatment is soaking your feet in one quarter cup bleach in a tub full of water twice a day. These medicines and treatments should show effectiveness within a month. If they don't, a doctor can describe and prescribe much stronger medicines. By far the easiest approach to dealing with athletes' foot infections is to avoid them in the first place. How can you prevent developing an athlete's foot infection? Most importantly, keep your feet clean and dry. These organisms thrive in warm, moist environments. If areas of our body remain damp for long periods of time, growth of the athlete's foot fungus can cause clinical problems. Thick, tight shoes that squeeze your toes together creates a warm, moist environment, so avoid them. Also, avoid shoes made of rubber or synthetic materials such as plastic or vinyl. These materials don't absorb moisture and they keep your feet moist. Wear socks that are made of natural materials such as cotton or wool. Synthetic fibers will not draw wetness away from your feet as do natural materials. Change your socks or stockings often. If your feet sweat a lot, change your socks twice a day. Athlete's foot infection can also be spread from person to person by contact with towels, floors, shoes and socks that have become contaminated. So if you must walk in public areas such as swimming pools, community baths or showers, wear waterproof sandals or shoes and don't share your shoes or towels with anyone else. To summarize, athlete's foot is a common fungal infection of the feet that causes itching, stinging and burning of your feet and it has the potential to progress to more serious secondary bacterial infections. Protect yourself from getting the infection by keeping your feet clean and dry and by wearing shoes and socks that can draw moisture away from your feet. Never walk barefoot in public places such as swimming pools, public baths or showers where someone with the infection may have just walked. If you must walk in those areas... Wear waterproof sandals or shoes. If you develop the infection, soak your feet in dilute vinegar or dilute bleach twice a day and take non-prescription medicines twice a day for at least one month. If you can't see improvements by then, you need to see a doctor. Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Yokul, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Thank you for listening. For those who just joined us, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Do not forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Like I promised, here's a song, Aquita and Joe by Silver Chord Singer. Aku itu jauh, 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 aku it
kufundisha Kwake Yesu atakufundisha It is now time to get a spiritual nourishment from Brother Steve Rundu. Be blessed. God's creation out the humans, the creation's steward. Let us read from Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1 to verse 26. These verses really takes us back to the beginning of the world. And verse 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. 
darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. In verse 3, let there be light, he created light. In verse 6, he goes ahead to create the expanse between the waters to separate waters from water. Verse 9, he says, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. Verse 11, he said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing and plants and trees on the land and bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. Verse 14, he says, Let there be light in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. Verse 20, he says, Let the water teem with living creatures and let the birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. Verse 24, And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock creatures that move along the ground and wild animals, each according to its kind. And finally, in verse 26, then God says, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. God, from these verses, is the sole founder, owner, and manager of the cosmic enterprise we call the universe. His word leaves no doubt about his uncontested ownership and control over all he has made. From the earth itself to natural resources to plants and animals, as evangelical theologian R. Scott Rodin states, the creation is not ours, despite the ability to own land, buy natural resources, purchase mineral rights, and so forth. We, at no time, are ever the ultimate owners of any parts of this creation. We did not create it. We do not cause the rain to fall, the sun to shine, the seeds to grow, or any of the natural forces that characterize this splendid creation. For all that science and technology have done for us, they deceive us when they lead us to believe that whatever control we may be able to harness carries with it the right of absolute ownership. Author and speaker Ken Hemphill points out that the words in the beginning signify that there is more to come. He states that implicit in this assertion is the fact that God himself was the one directing what that more will be. When we witness the days of creation through the perspective of Genesis chapter 1, we realize that one who existed before anything was is God and that everything was created with intentionality and purpose of him. The Cornwall Declaration on Environmental Stewardship, a statement of environmental stewardship from an ecumenical gathering of religious and intellectual leaders in West Cornwall, Connecticut, in October 1999 states, Men and women were created in the image of God, given a privileged place among creatures and commanded to exercise stewardship over the earth. Human persons are moral agents for whom freedom is an essential condition of responsibility action. Sound environmental stewardship must attend both to the demands of human well-being and to a divine call for human beings to exercise caring dominion over the earth. It affirms that human well-being and the integrity of creation are not only compatible but also dynamically interdependent realities. 
Human beings are called to be fruitful, to bring forth good things from the earth, to join with God in making provision for our temporal well-being, and to enhance the beauty and fruitfulness of the rest of the earth. Our call to fruitfulness, therefore, is not contrary to, but mutually complementary with our call to stewards God's gifts. This call implies a serious commitment to fostering the intellectual, moral, religious habits and practices needed for free economies and genuine care for the environment. Now think about it. The first point, how does the understanding that God owns everything shape your view of who God is? Number two, human beings were given a mandate to care for God's creation. In your view, how are we doing that? Number three, what does God's stewardship of the earth look like to you? I invite you to pray about all these things so that God can help us understand our role as his creation who were put over the dominion of all that he had created. Let us pray. God, as I look at your creation, I see your creativity. I see your power. I see your sovereignty. As I strive each day to be a good steward of all you have made, help me to come to understand your character in new and fresh ways. For it is in the name of Jesus that I have prayed, trusting and believing. Amen. hope that you've been blessed just like I was. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of our show for today. Feel free to give your views, comments, or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Be sure to join us tomorrow. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mangi. Remember, stay safe. Stay blessed. Sabato, Epi.